Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Small Business Chronicles. We're quickly becoming your Swiss army knife for everything small business, whether you're a solopreneur, entrepreneur, growing company, bigger company. Uh, our show houses a ton of different things for you. Uh, if you go down the list, uh, anything from emotional intelligence, networking, how to sell your company if you want out, um, how to deal with employees, HR, tax things. If you name it, we're going to cover it if it's business related and it applies to you. So that brings me to today's guest, which is Greg DeVore of Screen Steps. Now, he's got a software and I'm going to let you tell let you tell everybody about it. But first thing, welcome to the show, Greg. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here, Ryan. Hey, uh, uh, so today's topic is going to be training employees and how to get that done better. Because as anybody knows, uh, as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small company, big company, you hire somebody for your department. What is that time suck of getting that person trained? What is that commitment to getting that person to 100% efficiency on that employee? Because you hire people to free up your time. You hire people so you, you can slow down. You can check your emails and, and you can take breaths and you can move on to the things that you have on your to-do list, but you get that new employee. They don't know what they're doing. So at least for the first two, three weeks, you're with them. After that, it, it, it's random shotgunning of questions all day long. And, and you've got a solution for that, correct, sir? We do. Yeah. We've worked with a lot of companies to solve that problem. And it's really when most organizations that we work with, you might have this, you've, you've got this founder or business owner who knows so much and now things are, they're starting to take off and they're getting busy. So they hire some additional help, but then they don't really have a strategy in place of how they're going to help that person work independently. And they're, they're operating from a place what we call tribal knowledge. All the knowledge is in their head. So then they think, okay, well, we're just going to document everything. So they'll start documenting things. They write out the procedures or work instructions. But then they find they're still struggling because people aren't really using them or you know, edge cases come up and they're still coming back with questions. So they're never getting to that point where people are really working independently. Everybody's, they're kind of the knowledge bottleneck in the organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, so what we do is help them look at their, look at this through a different lens of not how do we train people, but how do we transfer knowledge more quickly so that people can use it independently? We're not going to teach them everything they need to know. We don't want them to memorize everything. We want them to be able to find what they need and follow it when they need it. And I, I think that's very important because, uh, you, you go back a little bit. Uh, in time, and that's what we wanted. We know we wanted an employee to know everything. We wanted them to know everything, learn everything, have everything down, and then pass that information along. And and that's just not feasible, especially as companies are growing tech. There are more multiple roles in companies. There's more of whatever. So it, it's kind of like it, on, on on the internet. You don't know everything, so you have a resource to go find the things that you want to know. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about what problems you observe to make you, cause, cause every invention, every process, every piece of software, there was a problem before we have a solution. So let's start with the problem. What, what, tell us some of your personal experiences about training people that made this aha moment of, okay, I'm going to do this because I just can't do this anymore. Well, I'd love to say we had kind of some master plan, but it was more like we solved mm -hmm. a problem and then we discovered there was another problem behind that problem. You know, you have those kind of fault summits. <laughs> you think you're there and right. now you're not. Yes. So when we started out, ScreenSteps was just this little utility that helped us create 
step-by-step tutorials with screenshots really fast. Cause you know, typically mm-hmm. you're using word and you've got a screen capture out to utility, all that stuff. And it took so long to yeah. do, we built the utility that brought all that together. So you could, you could do that quickly. Well, then we found, okay, well, having these just as PDFs was no good. You needed a place to really centralize them and search them. Mm-hmm. So it evolved into an online knowledge base. And then we found, we'd look at customers and some people were just killing it. Like they'd see massive improvements in their productivity and others just had a bunch of documents online that nobody ever used. Mm-hmm. So we really dug into with them and see what's the difference here? What's, what's going on? And we found that the, one of the major differences is the people that were really successful, they were very purposeful in the content they were putting in there. They designed it. They didn't just capture it. And they trained their people to use it. So when they were onboarding someone, they weren't just kind of shooting information at them. It wasn't like they were bringing them into a buffet and saying, you've got to eat everything on the table here. It was, we're going to teach you how to fish. So when you don't know what to do, we don't expect you to remember everything. You're going to go find this and you're going to follow it. So based on that, we built a framework, like a recipe book that companies can use to really build this program capture their information in the right way so that employees are going to be able to use it independently and not have to go back to that supervisor that, you know, the owner or the subject matter expert to get bailed out every time they get stuck. And I I think that's important because even if we have employee handbooks, we have, we have documentation, we've tried the screen capture thing before we've done workflow capture, we've done whatever, but if your title's not right, if it's not put in the right place, if it's not organized correctly, then they're still calling you going, hey, 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 Gary, where's that document that tells me how to change the thing for the thing? And you're like, uh, it's in subfolder eight, which you're still answering questions. So having yep. that search function to be able to pull those out, um, is it has to be amazing. Now, I, I got a question. It, did you use, when you're building the framework to this, has AI played any part in being able to catalog this stuff, pull it out or anything like that? We're actually doing a lot of exciting things with AI right now that we're in the framework. So the framework lays out a couple of things. And, it's, and a lot of people, like you said, they think that the only problem is search. If I just could have had yes. good search, then I'll be able to find it. And, and that'll solve my problems. But what we found is that when people find it, if it's not designed to be also followable and scannable. So followable means I mm-hmm. can follow this guide without asking anyone for help. And scannable yes. is means I'm talking to someone and I'm following the guide at the same time and I'm not going to make any mistakes. I'm distracted, but I'm still going it. So you have to have yeah. something that's findable, followable, scannable. So we're starting to use AI to analyze this to say, hey, now you've got this documentation. We can find it. How do we make this more followable? You know, how do we make this just much more deliberate? How do we separate out the information so it's consumable uh, when and where I need it? And then how do we optimize it so it can really be scanned there? So we're doing some work on that on really how to help people capture this content more quickly and optimize it. Uh, AI is becoming a wonderful tool in all this area. And, and it's kind of polarizing, not to get off subject, but sometimes I ask that question like, AI, why did you say AI? You know, it's, it's, but, but I know in our workflow and in, in, in video editing and communications and whatever, we've integrated it as such a tool. And I think as we see that as, as someone that's done software and framework, 
as those new additions come out slower and slower and slower and, and they get less different every iteration from one to 1.1 to 1.2. I think with AI, we're going to have more of a flow of a less of a 1.2 than a, here's your product without versions and it's going to grow along with us. Yeah. And, and I think with AI, AI is a great accelerator for what you're doing. I think some people think, yes. hey, I'm going to take AI and now I don't have to train my employees anymore. AI will just tell them what to do. AI <laughs> is only as good as the information you feed it. So you have to have that right. single source of truth that the AI can reference. If you've got that, then AI can be a really good tool for helping you. But if mm -hmm. you don't, it doesn't know what to do. And so like uh, we look at this at some, there's a there's a customer support organization that they're really touting their AI chatbot. And I went in there and said, hey, I want to add something to my plan. And, and the AI bot says, well, this is going to cost you a fortune, is what it told me. It turned out it was like right. $40 more a month. It just doesn't have, it didn't have the right yeah. information, right? So right. You, this is really important where the, our framework really helps you make sure you're capturing the right information and you're capturing it in a way that people can use it. Absolutely. And just to back up a little bit, if uh, people are out there letting AI tell their employees what to do, this is how you get an AI robot uprising and you should quit now. <laughs> I do not want to live in Terminator or the video game Fallout. So yeah. please have some interaction with your employees outside of AI. This is just a public service announcement from Small Business Chronicles. Um, so, <laughs> so, so moving on from the AI thing, tell us some of the things. I'm really interested in your product because the scannable, you're right, I jumped ahead because making it scannable because how many times are we interacting with other people we're either customer service or we're or we're dealing with an issue or we're dealing with multiple facets of an issue to make these things um like like you said scannable and and being able to do what sort of improvements have you seen with people using this sort of software because be like in efficiency and in, in morale like where do you see some of these changes at well, in terms of the outcomes for the business, it's huge. We had one group, they told us it was the greatest human experiment they've ever been a part of. Because this is much more than just <laughs> having documentation. So this was an organization where yeah. very complex uh, uh, processes, they had to follow lots of variables. And a new hire, they wouldn't really start working independently until 12 months after they were hired. I mean, that's how complex it was. They moved from that place to having people working independently in less than 30 days. So huge change. They said just the morale, the stress, um, the confidence in people was life-changing. We've seen other organizations double the productivity of their employees. And so why is that? So what we're doing is we're helping them transfer information a different way. And a key part of this in the framework we talk about this is you have to separate out what's called foundational knowledge and actual knowledge. Foundational knowledge is all the background information I need to follow a recipe. So whatever this guide is. So I need to know what software tools we're using, what types of clients we work with, the overall idea of, of the environment I work in. But the actual knowledge, I don't need to memorize that. And if I have a guide that's just going to give me the actual knowledge, then I can follow it very quickly. So if you look at most documentation that businesses build, when they're telling you like, what's the process for, you know, maybe it's uploading a podcast. It's telling you all this, like, this is why we do this. And in this situation, you have to do that. It's giving them all this, these caveats and background information that that slows the employee down. It's like walking through quicksand. 
Where if we just give them step-by-step instructions, because we they already have the background knowledge, they can move very quickly. To help them in the scannable part, there's three types of articles you need. So you need the reference, like what's our policy on this or what's the answer to that question? That's easy, just regular text article, right? But then if you're doing a longer process, something that somebody can't keep in their head, a checklist is very effective. Now, what we do in our products, we have an interactive checklist. And what it'll let you to do is say, here are the key points, but any point along the way, you can expand out to get more granular detail. And a checklist like that is perfect for a new employee who needs to, needs to dig deeper, but also an experienced employee who doesn't want to be bogged down with too much information. So we could create one guide that serves both the, the new hire and the more experienced employee. And then finally, you have the decision tree. So there's a lot of procedures where you're going to say, well, if it's this situation, do that. If it's this, then do that. And that's where you know documentation get really complex. And you're reading this and like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Where this type of guy can just say, hey, is this a, a new episode or are you editing an existing episode? New episode. And it, and it gives you instructions, just like if somebody were sitting next to you and kind of coaching you through what to do, they'd ask you questions of what do you want to do here? And when you said that, they'd tell you, you know, here are the exact steps to do that. So with those three types of articles, the reference, the checklist, and the and the decision trees, we can design an experience where those employees don't have to turn to that supervisor for help. And they can scan the information while they're working, not having to stop and read 20 pages of documentation. Uh, what industries, is, is there any limitation on what industry this works in? Of course, probably lumberjack, not the greatest thing. Uh, but in, in the tech industry and, and just in, in, in office work, or is there other industries that we'd be surprised to know that this, this works in? It's really anything where you have to follow uh, procedures and you have, you know, you have a repeatable process. So we specialize in highly complex businesses with a lot of change. And that's really a lot of back office, a lot of customer service. It can be, we do financial services, we do healthcare, we do tech companies, we do even like that lumberjack business, they have a back office, they have HR, they have to deal with payroll, they have all those sort of things. There's a lot of complexity in there. There's a lot of procedure. And so when you apply this framework to that, it makes it very quick to get everybody on the same page, working consistently and able to work independently. Uh, and, and how does this affect, because employee turnover is a process as well, is so as, as you turn over employees, um, the, the, do you see this effect in the continuity between the old employees leaving and the new employees coming? Yeah, there's a couple uh, areas where it impacts things. So first, if you have a longtime employee that leaves that has all the tribal knowledge in your head, you're really in for a world of pain because now you're trying to piece things together. So this is a process. We had one person say they finally felt they could finally go and work remotely. They could never do that before because they, they were always on call to do that. Or people who are trying to just move on there, you know, we have work with someone who wants to retire, but they couldn't do that before because they didn't have, everything was stuck in their head. So there's that aspect of it, kind of the succession planning. But then on the other flip side of that, you have new hires. When they're coming into an organization that's relying on tribal knowledge, you'll see new hire attrition is much higher because it takes so long for them to get up to speed. They are feeling they don't have confidence. They feel like they're always doing things wrong. They're always having to ask for help and they quit. I've talked with organizations where they're quitting. They're going somewhere else where it's much easier to work because they don't want the stress 
of all the complexity where they're working at. So when you drive down the time it takes for that employee to be confident and working independently, you see that new higher attrition drop. Um, but then if you also have just turnover, so think about this. So we, maybe we just have regular turnover in the business. If it takes three, six, 12 months to onboard that employee, we're not really getting the value out of them until they've been here for a year. Where if we can get that down to 30 days, they're positively impacting the business almost immediately. Um, and so it allows you to hire much more efficiently. Uh, all good things. So my couple of my final questions here is what issues or problems do you see? And this is the most anti-sales question I can ask. Yeah. What problems or issues do you see that this program causes? Like you implement this, there's there's never a hundred percent upside to anything. Yeah. So in all due diligence and honesty, what what do you see some of the the problems that some, implementing something like this may cause? The very first problem is you find that the business has been doing the same thing differently for a long time. So you might have a procedure, and you find out now when you're going to put it in, you're going to make this findable and followable there's going to be one source of truth and you find there's disagreement about how we should be doing that. And so it's, it's actually interesting when we do our implementations, that's probably the primary point of, of friction is the business hasn't really decided what is our process around this. Everybody's just kind of inventing it on their own. So there's some kind of reconciliation that has to happen there. So you can get to that point that we've got one way of doing this. So it's going to expose that. Um, and that's kind of eye-opening to people. They think that everybody's doing things the same way, but they're, they're really not. Um, the other part of it, you, you will face sometimes when you implement this, people, there's some fear involved. They feel like, okay, well, if I get all this knowledge out of my head, what value do I have to the business anymore? I'm just going to be replaced. And we try to help them see that you're still the most knowledgeable person here. We're just going to free you up so that you can spend your time in more valuable uh, activities than just answering questions. But sometimes you have to really help employees see that, that, that their value is much beyond just being the person that has all the answers in their head. Because they have all the answers, they can help grow the business and impact it if they can stop wasting all their time constantly having to jump in and fix problems and, and answer employee questions. And then this last one, this was really interesting. We just had this happen at another organization. They, their supervisors, once they went through this process, the frontline workers were able to do so much independently that the supervisors no longer had any work to do. And the fact was they discovered the supervisors were never supervising. They were doing all the work of the frontline people because they had the experience. And now they found we've actually got to train them to be supervisors to really manage people and help them grow. <laughs> so it, it created this kind of interesting problem that they hadn't anticipated that they were paying them as supervisors, but they were really just, you know, super knowledgeable frontline workers. So now they're having to train on new things. <laughs> well, th those are, those are positives with negatives or negatives with positives, however yeah. you, you, you want to, but, but I could see how that would cause some discourse in that, that I do some want something one way, you do another, and then we actually materialize a method for it, how that might cause some issue as well. And then then I think it's hard. I think it's hard when we're in this weird hiring 
back and forth phase that you, you kind of find security where you can get it. And when you're that knowledgeable person and you have to actually put that on paper, I can see how that would make somebody feel that way. But my, 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 my follow-up to that is recently I was in that situation of when we started our new company, I, I was the production guy. Like I did all production for all shows all the time. And then we start hiring people. And as I get people hired and trained and things off my plate, I find myself going, what, what do I do? What do I do now? Like what, how do I function? And then I'm like, oh yeah, that seven page to-do list that I have over there <laughs> that I've just given up on that didn't exist anymore because eventually I just, it was easier to not hurt my feelings and write things on it that I knew would never happen. So I dug that back out and now I'm growing the company and growing employee production, all these ideas that I have. So so it's not just about the hourly to hour production. It's also about company growth. It's also about having freeing up that somebody's not just coming in and checking boxes and getting harassed all day. So I could absolutely see how screen steps would, would, would do that. Um, so, so hopefully everybody else that joined us today would see that too, because we all know training is an awful experience. Uh, most, a lot of time, I, I wouldn't, don't want to say awful, just a tedious, time-consuming, costly experience, uh, which is what I mean by awful. Um, <laughs> when somebody comes on, and and this, I can see how this would help both sides of it: the supervisor and the employee understand the path and direction we take. So, Greg, tell us how to reach you and Screen Steps, and if we want any more information or to reach out to you to talk about this more. Yeah, you can reach me on LinkedIn. GregDevore.com will take you right to my LinkedIn profile. Uh, just released a book called Find and Follow, Reduce Supervisor Burnout and Improve, Improve Employee Performance by Transferring Knowledge Faster. And you can find that at findandfollowbook.com. Uh, or you can go to screensteps.com and uh, reach out to me there. I'd be happy to, to talk to you about anything. Well, Greg, thank you so much. It was such an interesting conversation. I know that as... AI grows and as business grows and morphs and changes that we're going to have uh, innovators like you bringing this to it. And for all the audience out there, this has been another edition of Small Business Chronicles. You can find me on smallbusinessdelivered.com as well as Cash Miller. Uh, he hosts a show about franchises and emerging brands uh, coming out in the franchise world. He's also got his old show. Um, not old. He's still doing episodes, but it's Marketing Masters. Uh, the agency power show all about all marketing, all agencies, marketing agencies all the time. If you're into that, that's there too. Neil DiPentino. Uh, he was, uh, worked with Kevin O'Leary, uh, been in the business a long, long time. Uh, he interviews business coaches going over real world stuff that how business coaches had breakthroughs with their clients, all of that. And even more that I can't list here is on smallbusinessdelivered.com. The show is brought to you by Titan Media Works. If you want a podcast like this one, call me. Seriously, I'd love you to. Or just go to titanmediaworks.com and pricing and you'll see what we charge for this shindig, which is way less than what you might consider. Until, every, until next time, thank you, everybody.